0: So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey everybody, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here, hope you're doing very, very well. If you hear some background noise, I know that you kind of hear background noise often because I'm downtown and there's big trucks and we have a lot of soundproofing but it's not perfect, but I also have a little construction going on. Uh, a couple offices over for me so I apologize uh, but what we're going to talk about is super valuable and what I want to talk about today has to do with marketing you know foundational marketing principles that apply uh, I don't know it's kind of like a framework and this is one of the ways that I coach and teach people that I help to look at their marketing because uh, I work with so many people I see that people do a lot of things backwards um, now, not everything I say here is you know, some of it's my opinion, but most of what we're going to talk about really is uh, just the correct way to view your marketing plan, your efforts, right? Most of you guys don't even have actually have a written marketing plan, but I want to give you some guidelines. And if you have a pen and paper, this is one of those podcasts that might help you kind of retain more of this. so You can actually use it. Uh, But here's the framework that, of how you should view your marketing if you want it to be as profitable as possible. The first thing that you have to understand is that before you're gonna craft any type of marketing campaign, you have to understand what marketing is. And the way that I explain it is that marketing has one function. I call it like with direct mail, the postcards are marketing. They're not sales tools, they're marketing tools. And so the postcard's function is to be a phone call generator. That is its only function, right? Or if you're doing like a Facebook thing, then your only function of that ad on Facebook is to get a click or whatever. And so you need to really remember that, right? So marketing is not sales. Marketing and sales are different. First, you get someone to engage with you or call you, and then you begin the sales process, which is a whole other set of skills and things that you can refine and develop. And you can be really bad at sales, and you can be really good at sales. There's really bad public speakers, and there's really good public speakers. There's people that are really bad at marketing, and there's people that are are really good at marketing, but the problem with a lot of small companies that I see is that they don't identify that they're just not good at it because they haven't put in the work, right? I mean, if you think you're going to get on stage, uh, at a 10,000 person event and be some like amazing public speaker that makes people start crying and like changes their life. Like on your first public speech, that's probably not <laughs> very realistic, right? Like all of these things are skills that you can learn and develop, but you have to uh, know that that's the case. But where you want to start when, with all of your marketing effort is the lowest hanging fruit. There's no reason to get you know, a cherry picker and go to the top of the tree when you can reach a whole bunch of apples from the ground when you're, where you're standing up with, on, on foot, right? And, and the low hanging fruit uh, goes in this order. So the first piece of low hanging fruit when you look at marketing has to begin with your current clients. Your business's number one biggest asset is your current book of business. Now, these are people that have raised their hand and gave you money. They already know, like, and trust you. Now, if you started your business last week, you know, you roll your eyes when I talk about this because you're like, well, I only have like 12 clients, Josh. And that's valid. I totally get that. But even if you have 12, still implement the things that we're gonna talk about. The first thing you gotta understand with current clients when it comes to marketing is, we need to look at your current systems, the current procedures, the current way that you do the stuff, the how. How do you try and, and measure and improve consistently your average tickets? Okay, so the macro title, current clients, the first sub point under this is, focus on how do you get higher average tickets? And I could do a whole podcast just on that and I have, and maybe I'll go deeper on these if you guys give me some feedback on where you want me to go. The second thing is what system have you built? What methodology? How are you consistently getting upsells? How do you identify future opportunities once you're in their home or doing work for them? How do you document them? And how do you follow up with them consistently multiple times so that you get the ups? All right. That's the second sub point. The third one is referrals. What is the how, how do you, your team, your crews, all of the staff, the people in the field, how do you have accountability and, and um, consistency in the way that you ask for referrals? You need to get that in place. And then the next one is reviews. How are you consistently getting and growing the number of reviews? If you get, you know, two reviews for every 10 jobs you do. How can we get that to three? How can we get it to four? How can we get it to five? Are you measuring it, right? And then the last one under current clients would be how, what's our strategy? What's your system? How are you getting the clients that you already have that know, like, and trust you? How are you getting them to give you money more often? That's called increasing frequency. And it's a really important thing. So j- just to summarize kind of the first part of this, when it comes to your current client clients, it's the lowest hanging fruit there is. And the things we want to measure and create and make sure that systems exist for are how to raise your average ticket, how to get consistent upsells, how to get referrals on a repeatable, measurable, trackable basis, how to get more reviews, and how to increase the frequency at which they buy, right? (coughs) Excuse me. So that's really good stuff. Now, these are people who are currently engaged with you. So when I say current clients, what I really mean is active clients. And active clients are anybody, it depends on the industry a little bit. But there are people that have given you money in general in the last 12 to 18 months if you're in like carpet cleaning sometimes it can be like 18 to 24 months i think or something like that don't get hung up on that just know like if somebody has wrote you a check or paid you money in the last 18 months, just, let's just call them a current client or an active client. But there's another piece of low-hanging fruit. So at, in, now, we don't move on to the secondary piece of low-hanging fruit until we have fully went through and built the systems and really looked at our processes and make, make sure that we're measuring the right things with all of the stuff I already just said. That's the f- step one. And the really cool part about what I just said is that n- none of those things cost money. It's all free. It's all just taking your brain. That's it. You need a little bit of space. You need a little bit of brain and a little bit of work. Typing on your little computer and filling out a spreadsheet or something or looking at your literature or looking at the writing scripts and training your team on it. It just takes you looking at the how, the how you're doing stuff. Okay, so step two is after you've done all the other stuff is to look at your old clients. These are people that haven't given you money in a couple years or whatever, right? Uh, These people do not hate your guts. Well, some of them probably do hate your guts, but it's a much smaller percentage of them than you think it is. And there's this huge fear with service companies to re-engage people that were customers a couple, two, three years ago, right? Uh, And sometimes people move, sometimes people die. Sometimes people lose their job, but it's not forever. Then they get a new job, but you haven't stayed engaged with them, so there's no relationship anymore, right? And there does reach a point, I forget exactly how, there's studies on this, but there there reaches a point when you haven't engaged with a past customer in so long, that the chances of you getting them is like exactly the same as just going and getting a cold prospect and converting them into a customer. So like there's not an advantage anymore, but it's several years, right? So eventually, you know, if they've given you money in the last few years, you you should be re-engaging them again, because these are things that we're doing without spending money. If you have a small business, you want to do all this stuff first before you start throwing money at problems. And this is what I meant when I said people do it backwards is they try to throw money at all these systems and all these tools to fix their business but they're not doing the fundamental stuff they don't have a loyalty program in place they don't actually stay engaged they're not a fun brand there's no humor there's no like just general like uh relationship going forward with their clients if you don't have that and you're only focusing on getting like new cold traffic clients to give you money but you don't ever take care of them on the back end it doesn't make sense and you can't grow so with your old clients to re-engage them you want to use your phone Uh, also with your current clients but the phone is one of the most underutilized tools ever especially today people are terrified to get on the phone now, hopefully, you're not terrified, but I, I know a lot of you probably do have a lot of like trepidation to grab the phone and just start calling hundreds of people and re-engaging them. Like, hey, John, it's been a long time. I'm just giving you a call to follow up. We actually did work for you, you know, 25 months ago, and this is what we did. And I just want to see where things are at. You know, I'm sure that you're due for service. You know, what can we do? What can I do to try to uh, win your business back? Right? So you do phone calls, or you can use voicemail bombs. That's like a cheat code if you're really bad on the phone and you're terrified. If they have a cell phone number send Jim lets you send these ringless voicemails that will instantly put a voice message in their um, voicemail box from you and they they're really really effective uh, and then you want to use emails which are also free but make sure you're sending a sequence of emails not just one broadcast email and then hoping and praying like you're, you're literally touching and checking and checking and checking until they tell you look we don't like you or uh, we moved or Yes, here's money. <laughs> Thank you for reaching me. Like your your main goal with your old disengaged clients is to get an up or down, a yes or a no. You're trying to kind of purge your list a little bit. In fact, my email list, I haven't done a great job with our current email list. Um, not just send Jim's list, list but the list that I built like with Automate Grosselle and the podcast, we have like 10,000 and something emails or maybe more. I'm not really sure. Uh, but what I'm going to do, because we're going to start being more consistent with that, is I'm going to be sending out a sequence of emails encouraging people to unsubscribe uh, because we need to, like, drop it down. There's a lot of dead wood in the list, right? Like, they were going to start a business. Now they didn't or they totally forgot who I was and they're just going to be mad anyway. So I'm going to send, like, some, some stuff to be like, hey, it's me. I'm going to try to email you more regularly. Uh, but maybe you don't want me to click this button, like in a huge button, click here to freaking unsubscribe. <laughs> like, like, like do it because that's okay. Anyway, I digress. And the other thing is you can send letters or postcards or direct mail. Uh, preferably you do the phone or the voicemail bomb and an email sequence and a letter to your old clients. And what's cool is you're not spending a whole bunch of money to do it, but it's really targeted to people who have already bought from you in the past. Now, after you've done all of that, you've exhausted all those strategies. And just to circle back, you're focused on raising your average ticket and you measure it. You're focused on upsells and you're consistent with your team, identifying future opportunities. You're asking for and getting more referrals than ever before because you've tweaked your system. You're getting consistent reviews and you're measuring it. You're getting increased frequency of how often your customers buy from you. Then with your disengaged clients, you're hitting them with you know uh, direct mail and emails and phone call follow-ups and just hammering them to get a yes or no and up or down or in or out, whatever. So after that's done... You're kind of like done with the low hanging fruit and then we can go on focusing on new customer acquisition and new clients. You know, for me, I'm a big fan of targeting the neighbors of our current clients. So I don't just like to go shotgun approach, although I've done that and you know, that's okay, but there's massive benefit to, to building specific marketing campaigns for the neighbors. Now it depends on your service. If you have a pool cleaning service, and the neighbors don't have pools, then just forget everything I'm talking about because it's not applicable to you. But if you have a maid service or you have a uh, lawn care company or you have some other business where that makes sense, a seal coating company, I don't know, um, maybe it does apply to you. And the benefits are you have better route density, meaning your, cu- your customers are grouped together in pockets and clusters, and they're very dense. And even if you're not doing them like all as a group, this service, When you're going forward and you start doing marketing, uh, you're going to be able to start scheduling two or three or six or eight people on the same day because you have so many people in the same area. So you build these pockets of clusters. You get a higher close rate because I see your trucks in there all the in and out of that neighborhood all the time. You get social proof. You create a lot of momentum. You can get a higher average ticket. But essentially, if, if you are consistent and stick with a good neighbor marketing strategy for a long time. You basically become a complete and utter nightmare to compete with for anybody else uh, that's going to try to come in there and take business. It'll be very difficult for them, but that will only work if you're consistent over the long haul in hitting the neighbors of your clients like all the time, over and over and over and over and over, like a broken record. In fact, to borrow some education from the real estate industry, this is what realtors do, and they call it farming. And we actually have a, a version of Send Gym that's going to be coming out and available for realtors. We have a few realtors using it right now, but all of our funnels and everything aren't totally set up. So if the website doesn't make sense, I apologize. Uh, but it's called Relationship Farm. But what I've learned is we started to set up like this, this sister company f- specifically for realtors. is like I've been talking to a lot of top realtors, like people that have sold $100 million in real estate and people that are just killing it, right? And what they do is they build what's called a farm. And it's the same thing as you looking at the different neighborhoods and communities that you want to dominate. And when they get into a farm, they start farming it, meaning they, they try to become top of mind and they try to capture what they call mind share in, in that farm. And it's a super long-term play. So if you're a new realtor, one of the reasons there's so much turnover in real estate is that if you're in like a hot market, th- these farms are already locked up. People got them nailed down. So like my friend Tony English from California, He's in Laguna Beach, I think, which I don't even know where that is, but it's he's got these, this farm. And so he is like at every garage sale, he does every community fundraiser, all the T-ball team, like he sponsors everything that has to do with that farm. It's not even that huge of a radius, but literally everybody sees his face every month they get direct mail from Tony English constantly, right? And he's just there. He goes door to door and passes out business cards. He's just around. And what he does is he works that one area. So it's his thing. And after six years... When someone's going to finally list their house for sale, there's only one logical person to list it because Tony is the guy for that thing. In my hometown of Fenton, there's the the lakefront specialist for Lake Fenton, right? You have like John Wentworth, and then you have these other realtors that they have their thing. They're the lakefront people. Then you got the people that do the farm stuff, and you got the people that do multifamily stuff, and you got this neighborhood and this neighborhood. You need to think like that for your home service company. Uh, we went as far as getting a huge map, actually, and I couldn't find a map, or I think I could find a map, but it was like $700 at the time. But early on in my business, I printed off like 50 pieces of paper that all, when I taped it together, made a huge map. We put it on the wall in our office, and we started putting pins where all of our highest densities of customers were, where they were concentrated. And then when we go do uh, marketing campaigns, we would target those areas. And this was like pre-Facebook or any of that stuff, right? Um, so anyway... I. I know this is a lot of information. This is kind of a super deep teaching type of podcast. I'm coming at you like a, a water hose here. But with your new clients, focus on neighbor marketing. And then the next one on the list would be focusing on influencers. Influencers are property managers, real estate agents, any type of gatekeeper to more stuff. Anybody who's a doorway to you getting either a huge account or getting 3,500 condos or whatever. like. Do strategic marketing to those people to build relationships with those people. You should literally know their names, their addresses, their emails, their phone numbers, their dog's name, anything you can get. Have it in a list. Work the list every six weeks and touch these people. Send them gifts. Take them donuts and bagels to their office. Become their friend. Play the long game. Trust me, you'll make a lot of money. And then the last thing on the list is just doing general direct mail. You know, people are signing up for Send Jim like crazy right now. We've been having just people just Every few minutes, I'll get a notification, new email, new customer, $99 payment. These people are signing up, signing up, signing up. And I'm getting nervous for them because what happens is um, they'll see what we do or they'll watch the webinar I did on Radius Bomb because Radius Bomb's amazing, okay? I'm not like not saying send Jim's awesome. What I'm saying is it is awesome, but there's confusion because people will log in there. They're on an emotional high because they found something cool that feels like a secret weapon because it is a secret weapon. And then they make some critical errors. So they'll go into Radius Bomb, circle a big, huge area, pick one of our stock templates and just click the button and just be like so excited. And then they get a completely less than desirable result. And the reason is, um, I'm gonna go over the reasons here in a second, but my main biggest point is that before they even should have done that, they should have already had in place all the other stuff I've just been talking to you about for the last like 17 minutes, (laughs) And After that's in place, guess what, you're gonna have money, you're gonna have stability, you're gonna have the holes in your bucket plugged, you're gonna have all these options, right? Then yes, use Radius Bomb, but when you do use Radius Bomb or any kind of direct mail, because direct mail is powerful, if you get this, here are the the secrets to making direct mail a lever for your business, okay? Number one, you have to look at targeting. Who's gonna receive your pieces of direct mail? And most people don't go deep enough on this, they just kinda just go rip, that looks pretty good. You have to hyper target only the perfect avatars and yes it takes more effort to get that niche with it now we make it easy with radius bomb inside of send jim but there's still like it still takes a minute you know you got to really ask yourself like is this the place i want to be right do don't don't send five thousand pieces send like 100 over here and 36 over there and then these 13 over there and then those seven homes there because they're around to this other place so the people you're targeting is huge. The other thing that's maybe even, well, it's, it's not more huge, but it's equally as huge, is timing. Um, in the SendGem Sales Marketing Super Course, the very first module is what's called visual goal setting. And this has to do with helping you understand when you should be spending money on marketing and when you should definitely not be spending money on marketing or spending less money on marketing. Um, So the time of year that you send the stuff is a huge determining factor. And most small companies that I work with do it backwards. So they'll, they'll market when they're slow because they're terrified. And then, But they'll kind of do buffet marketing. They won't go deep because they don't have any money because they're slow. And so then they convince themselves that marketing doesn't work or it doesn't work in their market or something. And then they get busy because of word of mouth and they have past customers and the, the seasonality changes. And then while they're busy, they don't do any marketing because they're overwhelmed and they're busy. And then it goes down again. They panic and then they spend all the money they just made during the busy time marketing with really hairbrained hair, like dumb ways because they don't know. So you, you got to look at the timing. So first targeting, next the timing. You should spend very strategically certain times of the year. The next thing is your offer. Like I see a lot of direct mail pieces come through send gym. people upload a custom designed postcard and they'll send it out. And I look at it and I'm like, I'm nervous for people. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not a design expert or, or and I don't have all the answers but you can't send direct mail out that looks like a brochure with 400,000 pieces of text on it. It just doesn't even make sense. It's not going to convert your uh, attention span of the people that get your postcard is seconds. They look at it and it goes in the garbage. They're standing over their trash can while they have the mail in their hand. Think about it. If you put a novel on there, most people aren't going to read it. So your offer has to be really short, really clear, and to the right people, send it at the right time. The next thing is your call to action. Once you have the offer, you know, get your lawn mowed for free the first time or get, you know, whatever, this amount of stuff clean for $100, whatever, one-time offer, good only till this time, right? That could be your offer, but your call to action is like, what do they do with the offer? Do they scan a QR code? Do they send you an email? Do they f- call your phone number? What should they expect, right? A lot of times people don't even have that. They don't even have like a call now. You know, or or anything like that. And your call to action is huge. And then another huge one is the amount of times that you're touching them with this offer in the message. So assuming you're targeting the right people, you're sent at the right time of year, you have a strong, simple, clean, easy to read offer with not a lot of text, a call to action saying, give us a call by this date or it's gone forever. That's strong, uses urgency. Then you touch them three or four or five times during the appropriate window of time. That's powerful, right? Can you guys see what I mean here? Can you see where I'm going with this? Um, and then the last few things are like your design, like don't use ugly colors, don't use five different colors, use like two, or I think maybe it's two or three max colors on the whole card, uh, make, have a professional do it. <laughs> like, don't save 100 bucks, 200 bucks to do it yourself. It doesn't make sense. If you get the right card design and it works in your market and you figure it out and test it, it's literally worth millions of dollars in revenue to you but we're scared to spend a few hundred dollars on it. It doesn't make sense to me. And then the copy, the words on there, like i mentioned. And then the last piece of advice, if you're going deep in this and you're ready to build a real empire, is to start looking at multi-channel marketing. So you're hitting them with the direct mail sequences at the right time, with the right offer, with the right uh, targeting, and you're hitting them multiple touches, the call to action's strong, and the design is good, your copy's good, everything's good, it's working. Now what we do to pour gasoline on the fire is we do geo-targeted Facebook ads with the same type of copy and targeting those neighborhoods you just hit. You start using yard signs and the entryways and exits of all those neighborhoods, right? And then you put your guys' boots on the ground to drop off some door hangers in the same neighborhoods. When you start doing multi-channel, meaning Facebook's a channel, direct mail's a channel, yard signs are a channel, door knocking's a channel, you literally become the overlord master of the universe of your town. And, and trust me, <laughs> like the people you're competing against, if, let me put it this way. If you're listening to this podcast right now at 22 minutes in, and you're actually paying attention to all the boring, nerdy stuff I just said, that could literally change your life if you applied it, if you're still here you have like a secret weapon that people can't even comprehend. So the real question is, what are you going to do now? Are you going to build a marketing calendar? Are you going to go back to the beginning of this podcast and actually make sure that you're measuring your average ticket so you can raise it? Are you going to start focusing on upsells and identifying future opportunities, getting more referrals, getting more reviews, increasing the frequency, all the stuff we talked about. Are you going to actually do that stuff? Cause if you do, You can have anything you want, because sales and marketing is the lifeblood of every single successful business on the planet, period. No exceptions, no excuses. There's no charity coming to save you. You have to figure this out. Unless you want it to take 30 years to build a million dollar company, when it could take three, unless you want it to take 30, you better start going deep on the marketing, because especially with the world we live in now, people are numb. And you have to stand out and you have to use emotion and you have to be clever and you have to be smart. Now, you don't have to be a genius, but you got to pay attention. I hope that was valuable to you. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I just hope that that was awesome because I know how um, good the content is and good the information is. I, I want to see you guys actually apply it. I want you to email me when you apply it and get massive results and let me know. You know, hey, Josh, I actually did this. You know, I actually started measuring uh, how many referrals we get per 10 jobs. I started measuring how many reviews we get per 10 jobs. You know, it only takes me three minutes a week. Uh, But now that I'm paying attention to it, it's been going up, Josh. And we're getting more social authority on Google. And we're getting more clients and whatever. I want you guys to win. So go out there and win. I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care and God bless.